Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers <laughs> over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wow. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Welcome into Kentucky Roll Call. It's Friday, August 25th, right here on the Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. I'm Nick Roush. That's Justin Bustin Kalen, the Scooter Dingus, in the house, producing the big room. We're in person without our friend, the sports talker, TJ Walker. He's, uh, yeah, in the land of Lincoln. Shaking hands with Biden as we speak. Yep. Just uh, having a good time, having a good time, having a little weekend getaway. Um, he'll be back on Monday, but we're here to have a good time on your Friday. Get your weekend started right. Uh, plenty to talk about on today's show. We've got a non-conference basketball schedule to dive into. It's the first unofficial week of football with week zero action. Um, and we just might have a current Kentucky Wildcat on the show in hour number two, Justin. Did wow. You know that? I didn't. No, you didn't fill me in for that. Well, surprise. Sweet. Yeah. That'd be fun. Should be should be a fun, exciting show. But before we get into the nitty gritty, um we're gonna we're gonna hang out. We're gonna we're gonna get to the Thorns text line too. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. That's the number you text into the show. We read it on air. Very simple concept. We like hearing from our fans, and we like stopping in at Thornton's, especially on a Friday. Scoots, mm. this is a great Friday. Just stopping in at Thornton's on a Friday, getting a donut and a coffee. I'll, I'll do the thing, too, where I'll just like, you know what? Let's treat yourself. Let's put a little bit of that French, that cold French vanilla creamer in there. Stuff no, really slaps. No Hellman's. No, no Hellman's. <laughs> By the way, now that TJ's gone and we can have mature food takes without yes. – Having to hear about how gross we are. Of course. I g- opted to give the extra spicy chicken sandwich a- another try yesterday from Thornton's. True. Okay. But I did the thing where I went over to the like hamburger stand yeah. and I put more pickles on it and mayonnaise. That's, and my gosh, I, it was so good. I bet the mayonnaise helped cool it down. Oh, too. it did. Yeah, yeah it yeah. wasn't nearly as hot as the last time I had it. Awesome. But it was it was really good. I've seen too, they've got a buffalo chicken wrap. And yeah, if, that oh, I eat those all the time. Those are awesome. And if it's got a little bit of ranch in there, that would help cool it off too. Yeah, those aren't all that hot. Okay, but so, so it's not the same super spicy. No, okay. that, those those uh, burritos have a really nice flavor. I like. Okay. I enjoy those a lot. And here we are talking about food at seven oh seven, getting real hungry. You brought us breakfast sandwiches in, right? 
No, uh, it's the diet. I'm trying to trying to cut back. How many times a year you diet? Uh, depends. I've been doing it more so lately, and it's becoming more of a regular thing. And the diet is just like skip breakfast and then eat um, like a salad for lunch, something like something a lunch that doesn't make me want to take a nap. But that's not good, right? Don't people say you want to start your day with breakfast because it kicks off your metabolism? So here's the thing: there's two lines of thought there. Um, one, I think that was big breakfast pushing that on us, but there's also some science that says that ideally how you like, uh, it's called a circadian rhythm diet scoots. Mm-hmm. So they've, and this is mostly done testing. Like if you test, uh, the most scientifically proven ones were what they did it with like mice and then translate to humans, human diet studies are difficult because humans aren't perfect. Like you can't control them because they cheat. Like, we'll just go cheat and eat some chips. Mice can't do that. But in studies, if when they give mice the their meal, their biggest meal of the day at breakfast, and then they slowly eat less and less throughout the day, they ended up living 10% longer mm-hmm. and being like, like having 10% less body fat, something like that. So, so, Scoots, to your point, I think that the healthiest possible way to go is to eat your biggest meal of the day at breakfast and then slowly stagger it out and then fast starting at, like, 6 p.m. at night. Whew. Which is, the yeah. It's tough. But, but for me, I do it the opposite way. I just, I eat my biggest meal at, like, 6, and then I won't eat again until, like, noon the next day. That's my, my quote-unquote diet. Well, fasting, actually. Do, do you actually trust all these experiments on mice? And when they get related to to humans, I just so it seems so dumb. My, my big thing, Scoots, especially when you get to if you're if you have the Today Show on while you're getting the kids ready for school, and they're like, a new study says most of those are very headline grabby, but I do think that like sometimes there's going to be a little there's a little bit of something to them, right? Science is ultimately not fact; it's the pursuit of truth, mm-hmm. so it changes over time. Um, and when it comes to health stuff, you know, there's all sorts of things. There's all sorts of fads, but I will get behind, um, um, some of the basics and that's, you know, sugar is bad for your body. So if you cut that out as much as possible, that's good. And then secondly, like, um, the, the, the fasting thing, it's, it's just a fancy way of saying like you're eating less. (laughs) And also not eating late at night because mm-hmm. you'll never believe this, Scoots, but you don't burn as many calories when you sleep. Right. So, like, to have a big full belly, like, it's just going to add. Like, that makes sense to me. So, like, I don't need studies. Like, that just reinforces it to me, if that makes sense. Well, I uh, didn't burn very many calories last night. Ate my Outback last night. Leftovers at, like, 8 o'clock. Not was it good. good, though? Oh, it was awesome. And you air fried it? Awesome. Nice. Yeah. We had a uh, fish fry yesterday. At the Roush House. Okay. Yeah, little uh, fried bluegill. Fresh fish? The Duke caught because he's such an expert now? Well, I don't know if they caught enough that weekend, but, um, and, and when I say fresh, it was freshly caught, but then frozen for, you know, a week or two, mm-hmm. you know, maybe a little bit longer, but gotcha. very good. Very good. Always, always nice. Good. Yeah. Um, it, was a, it, was, it was a big dinner. Felt good. It was a nice day, uh, although I did... I learned my lesson the hard way, Scoots, and I, I shouldn't have done it. And a week later, here we are, 
So typically, grandparents pick Duke up from school. Mm-hmm. But there's a couple times, you know, yesterday we're going back over to their house. Like, I'll just pick him up. Um, I did the same thing last Friday. I forgot what we had going on. But when I picked him up last Friday, it was his first week of school. He finished up. So I said, hey, you just finished your good first week of school. You did great. How about let's go get some ice cream? Nice. Oh, it was great. Some great uh, dad bonding time we shared. He was really sweet. I mean, it was awesome. Problem is, next time dad picks him up from school, mm-hmm. dad, I want ice cream. We can't get ice cream every time, buddy. And yeah, it just became a whole crying, screaming mess for <laughs> 10, 15 minutes. This was last night? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fortunately, uh, you know, Grammy had a little ice cream in her freezer, so we got to... That was a decent substitute, but still, uh, yeah. Set the set the precedent. I mean, it was hot as all get out outside, so can't blame the kid for wanting a little ice cream. It's also one of those things that when you like, I would never give my kid that. Like th- th- a lot of the stuff you think of before you have kids, totally get it. The iPad parents, why would I get put my kid in front of a screen all the time? Sometimes it's just easier. You know, and if I had a long, stressful day yesterday, which I, I did not, I would have caved in in a second and just gotten the stinking ice cream. I would have gotten something for myself. We all would have been happy. Yeah, but parenting's not meant to be easy. Exactly. Everybody will tell you that. Yeah. But sometimes you just got to cave. So if, if you feel the need to cave this weekend, parents, hey, it's the weekend. Enjoy it. Do what you got to do. Today, it's going to be a very hot one. So hot, Scoots, that like I can feel it in my lungs, like... Um, to the point where I'm like, gosh, I'm going to have to get back on my inhaler stuff because it is just, it's miserable out there. I mean, it is 77 degrees right now. Actually, maybe more than that. It was 77 when I woke up this morning at about 20 after 6. And it's and and it's really just like the air quality is mm-hmm. so poor. So yeah. um, I was busting spears earlier this week for like, oh, too soft to play. It didn't play football. Yeah, I, it's... If... if some games aren't going to get started till real late because it yeah. is just miserable out there. And I do think that it, it'll have to be like 8.30 when mm-hmm. the sun actually starts creeping down because it's still hot at 8 o'clock. Well, now we're in, in we're supposed to maybe get some storms around 8 o'clock. So, really? Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, and I'm, I'm hopeful that it the weather does cooperate because this is my, you know, I, I don't get to go to too many high school games, but brothers in Tampa, Playing on going to watch her cousin play for the sales, so I don't get too many opportunities. So hopefully, uh, the weather cooperates tonight. We got a big game, Douglas at Trinity, mm-hmm. which in years past it would be a big game on paper, but Trinity would just kick their ass. But the Rocks haven't been the same since Bob Beatty left. Many people are saying that it was just a Bob Beatty program, kind of like Bob Knight's Indiana. One coach team. Or Bill Belichick's Maybe Patriots. not even that. Maybe Tom Brady's Patriots. Ah, yeah, maybe. You know? Yeah, good call. Um, so the Rocks, they haven't been the same. I mean, they ended up blowing out Brian Station last week, but that's no offense to Brian Station. Trinity used to be playing close on a national schedule. So they've come down to earth a little bit. Um, offensively, they haven't had a quality quarterback in a while. I don't think Douglas has one. But so like, but they still have plenty. Like it should be a pretty, uh, I'm gonna say even fight. But like there, there's, there's plenty of big guns on both sides. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, I'm I'm hoping for a um, hoping for a good game. Pretty sure Trinity the next two weeks plays Indiana teams, Center Grove and Carmel. No, Carmel's good. Is Center Grove good? Center Grove is so that's where Trace Jackson Davis and his brother came from. Ah, so um, big, big time school. So they've in the past they've been good. I don't know their status for but this season, but they'll but probably be they're pretty a, decent. They're a yeah. huge school. Yeah. Um, but that 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 should be an exciting game. Ultimately, here's my thing. Frederick Douglass, I I their coach, Nathan McPeak, great dude. They got some uh, I enjoy all the kids that have come out of there. They're going to UK. They got a great facilities. I like their approach. But there's just something about their inability to get over the hump. I don't I don't know. They did win a state last year. But six eight football's a little different. They're finally able to schedule some big guys, but for the longest time, their success was basically just beating up on a bunch of bad teams. So I like that they're playing Trinity. They scrimmage St. X. They're moving in the right direction. They they went up to Canton. So they're starting to do the things that are really going to make me respect them. I just hope they can get um, a decent quarterback. Soon. Man, I was talking to a co-worker yesterday at the hotel. I ended up having to go in for a little bit. And he's the he's the one coworker that walks in the front door every time for his shift, and he just beelines towards me and just wants to talk sports. And I've had to shut him down before, like Nolan. I've I've already talked sports for the day. I'm good. Like I don't I don't want to talk. I'm tapped to out. Yeah, I get it. Like I, I'm I'm checked out here. But he was talking to me about all this, and just he's lived in Kentucky his whole life, and just his knowledge of football was pretty embarrassing. He kept calling the classifications divisions. Like what division is Trinity? Aren't they seven A? No, six A is the highest from it goes. Kentucky? I was like, but you mean classifications is what you a meant lot of, to say. A lot of places call them di- like Ohio, it's division. Oh, okay. You know, so like that's not gotcha. unusual, okay. but it's just we don't call that in Kentucky. Okay. Every state I've ever been a part of, it's been classifications. Yeah, so. in Ohio it's different too. Like division one is their big their premier really? class. Yeah. In high school? Yeah. And then it works backwards. So they got like division two, three, four, yep. all the way down to six. I want to say. Hmm. I had so, no idea. Um, here's one thing though. So if you do not have plans on Saturday, I and do. you want to see the best high, one of the best high school football games of the year, I, I think I think it really will be. Cutter Bully, future Kentucky quarterback, is go- traveling to Danville to take on Boyle County. Justin Haddix's Rebels. I'm not sure what I, – I know they beat the crap out of somebody last week in a bowl game before. So they were in the same venue last week at Western Kentucky. This week they're at Boyle County. Haddix has a great program. Um, they just put Ziesmer at UK. They've got some underclassmen too that are Kentucky football recruits. That's going to be a really good game. Wait, Haddix is the school? He's the coach. Oh, okay. And he, Boyle County's the, school. Yeah, he's Boyle County's coach. Uh, he was a big-time quarterback at Breathitt County back in the day. Started his coaching career at Corbin. Now he's at Boyle County. That should be a great game. Another fun game in the Pike County Bowl if you're in Eastern Kentucky. Johnson Central at Pikeville. So a lot of, a lot of good games on the slate this weekend. Um, yeah, and, and Mook's Holy Cross Cougars going to Providence. So, oh, yeah, I got a 20 on that game. Yeah. Is, so, that, is that tonight? That's did tomorrow they, night. Oh, they, they did move it. Okay. Um, which, yeah. Um, Cousins Assumption Rockets beat up on Providence last night. A little volleyball action. So volleyball starting up. And I know Louisville's got a big tournament this weekend. Providence uh, got beat last night in volleyball? Yeah. Wow. They won state last year. Providence good at volleyball. Yeah. Another Real good at volleyball. Good people. 
But yeah, their um, coach has been there a long time. Assumptions, assumptions got some big weapons though. Hmm. Cousins going to be a Wofford Terrier. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So uh, how's it make you feel? You're the only athlete in your family to not go D one. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's just going to continue. <laughs> it's going to get worse. Than my kids, that's yeah. that's how I feel too, though. So I'm the oldest of like 23 on my grandma's side. And all my cousins are going to college to play sports, and it's like, well, oh, cool. <laughs> thanks, thanks for showing me how that's done, y'all. Um, aside from high school football, though, we do have some week zero football. We're going to get to that um, later on this hour. Um, really fired up for week zero. Um, I heard yesterday that it's not; it's no longer week zero. It's now just week one from the start or from Saturday until next Saturday. So you got eight days of week one. No, that's what I heard. It's week zero. It's week zero. Is that just your? You just don't want to change. No, no, like it's it's still week zero. Okay. Because like they're not going to some of these teams. I don't think all of them have a bye next week, but some some of them will just play on week one too. So you can't have two week one games, right? uh, If that makes sense. Yeah. You know what? What the hell? Let's just go ahead and talk about week zero. Let's do it. Do you know? How Week Zero became a thing, Scoots? I don't. Fill me in. Well, it all, most of it started, I mean, it was a TV money thing, right? Uh, the 150th college football season. Do you remember who kicked that off that year? The teams from Florida? Not a shot. Miami versus Florida. Oh, okay. uh, it was only like four years ago or so. Uh, and it was a big game. It got huge ratings. So they're like, oh, well, maybe we can start having some more sort of primetime games. That that played a big part of it, and the other part of it is Hawaii, as my nana used to say, Hawaii. Hawaii, they naturally have a grueling travel schedule. So the NCAA said, listen, you can start a week earlier, and not only can you get accommodations and play a week early, but any team you play can start a week early and get a second bye to accommodate their travel schedule. So if you play Hawaii, you can start now, even if you don't play Hawaii until November. Hmm. Uh, that's why I believe San Jose State is playing New Me- or USC, um, which, of course, USC get a top-10 team, reigning Heisman Trophy winner. That game's going to be on the Pac-12 network, and nobody's going to be able to watch it. Stinks. For what it's worth, Roush, it does have week one – on ESPN from August 26th through September 4th. Uh, that's ESPN, just keeping it easy, though. <laughs> and and a lot of what it is, is I believe if you look at that schedule, they only have one game this weekend. On ESPN? Yeah. So part of it's come look at the schedule and then see all the ESPN games we've got next week. Yeah. Which I love that Louisville fans are already triggered because they have a graphic showing all of their primetime games Labor Day weekend, starting with Thursday night, Skipping Friday night, Louisville versus Georgia Tech, then going Saturday, Sunday, Monday. <laughs> oh, man. Which, ah, oh, that's just going to be so much fun to be fired up for the regular season college football slate once it gets here. But uh, the other thing, too, Scoots, is they also said, we're going to give waivers if you want to do a fun little preseason kickoff game. So we're going to get Notre Dame Navy in the Hourglass Classic. Love all the... Louisville, Notre Dame people that are already on my Facebook timeline sharing pictures of uh, different places in Ireland that they're vacationing to. My brother-in-law's going. He's he's fired up for it. That's so, awesome. Um, that game's going to kick off, I want to say, is it 3.30 on Saturday? Yeah, 2.30. Tooth. 
Herty on NBC. De- a dentist's favorite time. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, you like any You like any action on those games, Scoots? Um, I like Notre Dame in that game. I, I mean, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Notre Dame in the points just because they're in Ireland. You know, that's what makes sense, right? It, it makes sense for Notre Dame to just kill the Navy. Yeah, but don't you think the United States Navy has done great things in the Atlantic front? That's true. So it's a good point. I mean, they sunk plenty of U-boats back in the day. Um, I don't think you can sleep on the midshipmen. No, ultimately, I don't know. I just I, I don't typically believe in Notre Dame, but I just feel like with them playing in Ireland, it's all set up for success. So yeah, I'm gonna be slamming the Irish. I like uh, Luckett. He had uh, first quarter line minus six and a half. Ooh, I like that too. Yeah, and the other uh, the other thing too. 100% profit boost on any bet Notre Dame Navy game on DraftKings right now? There you go. Twist my arm. <laughs> Twist my but arm. But how do you go with it? I'll do the first quarter. 21 points is a decent amount, but um, I have a feeling they'll jump out to I, – I can get behind them jumping out to a big lead. Does Navy still do the thing where they run the ball all the time? Oh, yeah. On every possession. They are the last true triple option team. Okay, so that's – I was looking at the over-under as well. I really kind of like that over because I just feel like Notre Dame's going to put up a ton of points in that game. But with Navy running the way they do, that's going to chew up a lot of clock. Well, And we got the the new clock rolls that I had forgotten about as well. I wonder how that's going to play into over-unders this season with the clock continuing to run after first downs, whereas it's always normally stopped. Yeah. So yeah. the clock's going to run a lot faster for games this year. No, th- there's, there's no doubt about it. Um, I- I'm – it's going to run faster, but I'm also curious, like, does it – like, can we feel it? Like, you can feel the pitch clock. Mm-hmm. But or, – or is it one of those things that it might just come in handy, like, in a few late drives, right, where you're able to do a little bit four-minute offense a little bit more effectively? See, I just anticipate that happening throughout games more as a whole anyways. I feel like offenses are going to operate more like a two-minute, four-minute drive because I don't know that we'll necessarily notice the difference in the clock, but I feel like teams on the field will feel that pressure and they'll they'll speed it up a little bit, I think. Well, the other part, too, is you almost don't have to speed it up to chew up clock. Right. So, like, you can at least take your time in that regard. Um, But – well, and the play clock will be the same. I mean, they're going to start the play clock the same time they normally would, I imagine. True, true. So, yeah, it's just gonna, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. No, actually, no, they're not going to start the play clock as normal. It the would play st- clock's just going to keep running. It would okay. That that that's the change. So when it, you get the first down, the clock's just running. The the play it, clock will just it just keeps running on first restarts, downs no matter okay. what. I knew that like the game clock would. I didn't know how the play clock would operate. Yeah. So, um. I, I don't think we'll feel it necessarily in Notre Dame Navy, but um, it's that that game should be. It's like okay, we're gonna feel like we're back. It's it's close. We're just slightly, ever so slightly, scratching that itch. Um, but later on in the day, there is some there is some fun ones out there. Oh yeah, Rich Rod is at Jacksonville State, and last year they were pretty darn good at the FCS level, um, and so now he's. He's kind of doing a tryout for to get back at a bigger job. They're only one point dogs against UTEP, a traditionally pretty bad program. So yeah, 
Give me, give me the Gamecocks from Jacksonville State. First year at F- FBS level. Yeah, that's their. That's a conference game now. Both yeah. in CUSA. Yeah, yeah. So by the way, ninety-seven degrees game time there tomorrow. In Las or no, that's okay. That's at Jacksonville State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have a game at Las Cruces, New Mexico State, four p.m. local kickoff for the seven o'clock. That's the ESPN Nighter and Jerry Kill. I'm just he did well in year one. There exceeded all expectations. That was a historically bad program, like very, very bad program. And he got them to a bowl in his first season last year. So I'm going to take them uh, minus six and a half touchdown favorite over UMass, who's a 40 point dog next week to Auburn. UMass is just horrific. Yeah, you talk about a bad football program. UMass is one of those teams that Indiana used to have on their schedule every year, and it was an easy win. So you know if they're I mean, on Indiana's schedule and Indiana's winning, it's a bad football how program. How many people are playing football in Massachusetts anyway? That's, yeah, true. Like, yeah. Can't be that good. Um, also, the Ohio Bobcats might be a little live dog in Maction. So I, I'll probably do – go ahead. We'll, we'll sprinkle them in. Maybe Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's going to score a ton of points. Maybe we put together a big KRC parlay scoots. How's that sound? Mm, yeah, we can discuss that. We, we can we can feel froggy. Um, I, I love the um, – can you name the head coach at Florida International Scoots? Not a shot. No shot. Do you know it was it was like a rotating cast of characters as um of like big names at former schools end up stopping there. So um Butch Davis, former Miami, uh Cleveland Bra- and Cleveland Browns coach Butch Davis, he was there. George O'Leary, I believe, went there after he had his whole fake transcript thing at Notre Dame, and it got caught, and he got canned. Um, so they, they've had a fun run. And then in basketball, Isaiah Thomas coached there for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, people forget that. But uh, now it's Mike McIntyre, who was the guy who failed at Colorado prior to Coach Prime. The so. Isaiah Thomas, by the way. Oh, man. I forget he went to Indiana. Oh, yeah. People forget that. You forget that. I think it'll be pretty hot, too, at Vanderbilt tomorrow night when that game kicks off at 730. Uh, showing 89. No, it's not too bad. We're going to get lots of tweets about the construction stuff, too. We've already got plenty, but that's going to happen more and more and more and more and more and more. They're playing at the Titan Stadium, right? No, playing at home. W- wasn't there some scuttlebutt earlier this offseason about how they're that was um There was some fake reporter trying to get people. Gotcha. Um, that they were going to play at a high school. Nope, they're playing at a real. They're playing at their school. Just won't have any end zone seating, which is not unusual in the sport of college football. Kentucky did it back in the day. Missouri did it as recently as 2018. So it just it's Vanderbilt. They're easy to pile on. Mm-hmm. Very easy to pile on. You can pile on in on the Thorns text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. We're going to take a break. Come back. Talk about the Kentucky non-conference basketball schedule. And there's one other big change coming to college football Saturdays this fall. We'll tell you about that and more right here on the Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Kentucky Roll Call. We'll be right back. Roll Call.
Everybody's getting down in this town Ain't never gonna be the same Cause I saddle up my horse And I ride into the city Yeah, St. Nick. That's the one they were playing. No, they play... Right into the city. No, that's, they that's say, and we're coming to your city. Oh. We're going to play our guitars <laughs> and sing us a country song. Well, that's fun. <laughs> I knew I should have confirmed oh, with you. Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, <laughs> he's the guy who doesn't watch College Game Day, doesn't know which Big and Rich song is the College Game Day song that's been playing on that show every Saturday morning for the last 16 years. I had the right artist. You did have the right <laughs> artist, but it's actually going to be the wrong artist. That song is going away. What? Yeah, we're coming to your city. That song, that will no longer be the anthem to College Game Day on your Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. It's going away. Mm. After a 16-year run, Big and Rich had like a video. 16 years? 16-year run. They're changing things up. Do uh, we know the new song? We do not. Um, and first and foremost, let me just say, I understand their reasoning behind this changeup. Coming, like, that, that was, it's not because that was a bad song. And like, we're coming to your city. That's It's fine. Like, it, it, it's fine, but... It's more so Pavlovian for me, Scoots, is why I like it. Not that it's this some sort of great song. But I know a lot of people, they're just going to be weirded out because it's been around for a long time. I know you, people like you, Scoots, who don't like change are probably going to be upset about it. Are you upset about it? No, I mean, you said it up the to- at the top. I don't really watch game day. So, yeah, oh, it, gotcha. it won't really affect me too much. Well, the reason why they're doing this, though, is this is the first major rebrand of college game day since Reese Davis stepped in for Chris Fowler. Um, It's just going to be a different version of game day behind the scenes. It's dramatically changed. So I know some people, they would hate the bear when he would do his gambling picks, but from a production standpoint, I mean, he was one of the main producers. He had a lot to do with what was talked about, the topics that were discussed, et cetera, et cetera. On top of that, I don't know if he technically had the title showrunner, but Lee Fitting, he is the brainchild behind ESPN's college football operation. He made game day a thing. He made Kirk Herbstreit who he is. He's been a big-time executive there for 20-plus years, and right before the start of the season, they, they let him go in a cost-cutting measure. So he's out. David Pollock was fired. He was laid off. Pat McAfee had been a temporary part of the show. They're bringing him in to be uh, into a bigger role. They're bringing mm-hmm. Stanford Steve in, Lee Corso. I mean, he's obviously you hate to say it, but I mean, he's getting old. He's only got so much left yeah. in him. So there's uh, this is sort of a rebrand on their part, and I'm fascinated by what they'll go because here's the thing, Scoots. Picking a song to be your anthem is very difficult mm-hmm. in this day and age. Because like you, you got to pick an artist with mass appeal. But how many people actually have mass appeal that there isn't some sort of backlash about them? Right. And that's also a good song that can be pretty generic. That's why they had, you know, uh, Imagine Dragons and uh, Fall Out Boy creating their kind of rock anthems for years and years. Because those are easy, generic sort of people, right? Like, 
I don't think anybody has a problem with Imagine Dragons. I'm glad it's not my job to figure that out. I was trying to think who who does have like who's pretty generally universally loved? Taylor Swift. Yeah, but she doesn't she doesn't scream college football and then, No. No, she doesn't. I thought, well, Willie Nelson. People, everybody loves Willie Nelson. Nah, all the young kids will be like, who is this? That's horrible. Yeah, but he smokes weed, so then he's cool. I guess. And, you know, they, oh, on the road again? By the way, I didn't tell you about my dream last night. Oh, had a dream. I had a dream that I learned how to make uh, edibles. And I was just rolling in the dough. Roush, I was so rich because everybody wanted them. And then I woke up and I was like, oh, that wasn't even real. All right, two things, Scoots. One, you know you can just make some like for yourself at home if you wanted to. Yeah, but I don't know how. I that was part you, of the dream. I like I went through the process of learning how to do it. You know it's not that difficult, right? No, I don't. Yeah, Is it's, it? it's yeah. It's, yeah, it's not that difficult. Hmm. I won't be doing it. You make an oil out of it. You just won't be for me. It's not like frying up a fish, but it's not that much different. <laughs> can I do it in the air fryer? No, because you ha- it has to turn into an oil <laughs> that you then cook with. If I can't do it in the air fryer, it's not happening. <laughs> That's the extent of your cooking? Yep. Do you at least, have you ever used the oven? Uh, one time, yeah. Just takes longer than the air fryer. Yeah, but I, I only use the oven if I'm cooking a frozen pizza. I also appreciate the thought that like in your wildest dreams, being a drug kingpin is just selling edibles. <laughs> like so, Things that are very readily available in a lot of places. It was literally just edibles, nothing else. <laughs> That's like the dream of like a 14-year-old kid who just like is smoking mids for the first time. It's your conversation. <laughs> we can make edibles and we can make so much money. Oh, man. Oh, scootsy. So is Lee Corso going to be on game day again this year? Yeah. Yeah. He's a good game. Man, I wish he wasn't. That was that made me sad when I did get to watch it last year. You had Herb Street kind of like not literally have to hold his hand, but he like figuratively had to hold his hand and guide him through everything. Like. Well, it just made me sad. I enjoy it because it's it is sweet, and that you know the and, and Lee knows his limitations. Like he's an old man that like it does have it enough up the air where he prepares a couple lines to say each week. So they've at least minimized his capacity, and it's made the headgear great. What I'm curious though is like. I know they've talked about it, but what's their exit plan? Because really, I think the symbolic thing, because McAfee is going to take over that goofball role, I think the symbolic thing would be if Corso, you know, instead of putting the headgear on, he like put it on McAfee's head one time, and that was like passing the torch. Have you seen Office Space? Yeah. Isn't this Lee Corso situation one of those things that'll just kind of take care of itself? I mean, the dude's 88 years old. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, eventually. Um, but I just, like... He was born in 1935. It's crazy. I just didn't know if... I mean, I'm sure they had conversations with him about their exit plan. And it, it is uncomfortable to talk about because Lee Corso is a, a beloved figure around college football. I mean, he... There, there are certain people that... The sport is what it is because of them. So for the generation before Lee Corso, there was Leonard's Losers. I mean, I remember listening to some of those as a kid, but like that that was a Saturday staple. In the South, you tuned in to Leonard's Losers every morning to see who he was picking. 
Uh, Leonard's losers. Well, and not even just from a TV perspective, but Corso was on the sidelines for forever. I mean, he coached at Indiana, rode out on the field and on the back of a fire truck. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude's a legend. Well, and but to to my point though, it's like there's there's people that around the sport. Dickie V is like that for college basketball, yeah, where man. you love him or hate him, he's such an integral part of the sport that that's that's part of your routine, and that's. That's what makes like that's what he's made college game day a part of your Saturday morning routine. And I know some people they like to say that it's jumped the shark and all that stuff. And you know it's not. I don't think it'll ever be what it was in its heyday anymore, just because of the world we live in now. It doesn't have a monopoly on things. It's also like the college football playoffization of the sport has diminished it somewhat, where you're you're getting out of the less quirks. with it, but he's a big reason why people are as emphatic as about this sport as they are. He made that a big deal, um, and it's you know you got you got to enjoy them while they can. It's going to be a different looking college game day this fall. A lot of new faces on there. Glad that Stanford Steve's going to be a part of it though. He's he's one of my favorite college football personalities. Same. Um, so glad he'll be a part of it. Um, and glad that college football is just going to be here. They're going to be in Charlotte for opening weekend. It's North Carolina, South Carolina. That's the primetime Saturday night game. Excited to kind of get back and cozy up to, to watching that game um, after Kentucky kicks off at noon next Saturday. Only eight days away, which means we're only a week away from the Big X Sports Radio golf scramble at Elk Run. Woo-hoo. If you aren't traveling down to Atlanta for the football game, I know, I know you Louisville fans are out there listening to the show. Come on out. Start your Labor Day weekend off. Make it a four-day weekend. Stay up late on Thursday night. Watch Florida travel to Utah to take on the Mormons. Wake up. Play some golf with us. Then go watch the, the, the Cards, Georgia Tech, the Ramblin' Wreck, and have a big old weekend of college football. It should be an exciting time. Email BigXScramble at Yahoo.com to register your team. We've got a few opening slots. Go ahead. Last minute, rally some players to to go play some golf, kick off a big college football weekend. And Scoots, we're going to have some Shady Rays out there. And I know those Shady Rays, they're they're the sharpest sunglasses in the business. I love them. I I personally love them. I have four pairs of Shady Rays. And if I don't have one of them in my car at all times, I freak out. Fortunately for me, I've got all four in my car as of right now. So I am going to be covered at all times when I'm driving. You need those Shady Rays. Of course, I went to the Shady Rays website and used the promo code BIGX, and I saved 25% off. So that helped me want to buy a few more pairs than I typically would have. Mm-hmm. So make sure you do the same. Just go to that, go to the Shady Rays website, BIGX, promo code, save 25% off. Best sunglasses made by Kentuckians for Kentuckians. Love that. Made by Kentuckians for Kentuckians. It's a great line. It's good. <laughs> you should be in the advertising business. Man, I'm good. I'll just keep reading ads. Get people making fun of me. Uh, Kentucky released their non-conference basketball schedule yesterday, Scoots. And a lot of it we already knew. Mm-hmm. You know, you get the slow leaks ever, you know, little drip. So we already knew about the Illinois State uh, revenge game, as I like to call it, for Antonio Reeves. We knew Gonzaga was going to be in the middle of conference season. It's actually going to be in February, February 10th, which Kentucky should be at their best by then. 
They should be. And that's actually a, a couple weeks later. The SEC Big 12 Challenge previously was in that um, week in between the Super Bowl and the, uh, like when they would have the bye week between the conference championships and the Super Bowl. Can you check, when, look up the Super Bowl date, because I know they moved it back. I'm wondering if this is the day before the Super Bowl or not. February 10th is Kentucky Gonzaga. Uh, it is the day before. February 11th is the Super Bowl. Nice. So we're going to, I, I talked about making really churching up that Super Bowl Sunday. You know what? Super Bowl Saturday, we're moving in the right direction. That's going to get a ton of, when ESPN has all of their shows live from the Super Bowl, they're going to be promoting this game. So love to see that. Um, the one, this is me being nitpicky, Scoots. Kentucky's playing Penn. They're going to Philly. It's a homecoming game for Justin Edwards, and it's right down the street from Aaron Bradshaw and New Jersey, South Jersey. Aaron Bradshaw, DJ Wagner. So, like, great idea to play a game in Philly this year. They're playing the game at the Wells Fargo. I know that those guys probably grew up wanting to play in NBA arenas, but the Palestra is way freaking cooler. Like you're gonna play in NBA arenas your whole life. DJ Wagner, Justin Edwards, Aaron Bradshaw. They should be playing at the Palestra. You act like those players made the call. I mean Hey coach, can we play in Wells Fargo? No, but I think Cal probably would think the they would Cal would think, all right, let's let's do the big arena because that's gonna get it's gonna draw more in. They should just be playing this game at the Palestra. Do well, you know what famous game was the site of the Palestra? I do not know. The last NCAA tournament game that, that was played there was the shot. It was at the Palestra. The what, what shot? The shot. Leitner. Oh. Uh, K Wood's last call. I was going. First K. I was going with uh, the Villanova game, and I was like, eh, that North Carolina game. I was like, that eh, didn't happen I, there. I, I know, it, like, we don't want to like not memorialize, but you don't want to lift that up. But there's so much history at the Palestra. Mm-hmm. It's a great, like, one of the rare college basketball old school venues. You had a chance to play there. I just, yeah, I, but uh, players these days, Roush, wouldn't go in and appreciate that. Whereas but, uh, if but, you put yourself in Cal's perspective, you bring those guys into an NBA arena and, and give them a early preview of what that's like, and perhaps it could motivate them. I, yeah, I don't know. So, counterpoint, they're already playing in two NBA arenas this fall. Sure, might as well knock out another one. But my, my thing is, is like this is their only chance. Cha- like this could be a uniquely college basketball atmosphere. Where you take them there a week or you know day early, you you give them the history lesson, you stress the significance of playing college basketball at a venue like this. I, I don't know that. I don't think it's very old man hot takey of me to say that. Like this is a this would be a great opportunity to teach them to let them know that they could be a part of some some history there. That hey, the NBA is great. But this sport, you can you can have some reverence for it. You can appreciate what this level of college basketball can do. The great players that have played in this venue that have gone on to do great things in the NBA. It's not just a pit stop on your way there. Uh, I, I think that could have been a great history lesson. Um, I mean, these guys go to college, Roush. They don't want a history lesson. If that's your <laughs> mindset, put up the freaking peach baskets and they'll play on that. 
that, that that isn't the only Philly team they're playing too. St. Joe's is coming to Philly. When you think of St. Joe's, who do you think of? Uh, the freaking mascot. Okay. Because the mascot has to, I don't know if you know this, but the mascot has to flap its wings the entire game. It cannot stop. It has to literally just sit there and do like it's flying the whole game. And man, I hate that I can't think of his name now too. Because it's... But the mascot? Like, yeah, he's got a funny name too. Mm, I don't know. Harry the Hawk or something like that. Because <laughs> um, there's one of two things you'll think of. I, I immediately go back to the best St. Joe's team of our lifetime. Do you remember that team, Scoots? I don't. Jameer Nelson, 2003. I think they were 33-1. and one. Played for St. Joe's? Yeah, they were, really? under, they were number one seed in the oh, NCAA tournament. I don't think I ever knew that. I don't. I don't remember if he got hurt or not. Um, in the tournament, they end up losing the Sweet 16. So the Hawk goes by just the Hawk now, by the oh, way. Okay. And it even flaps its wings during halftime. Brutal. Oh. Brutal. So Phil Martelli was the coach. I remember him, yeah. They And he's, if I'm not mistaken, he's at Michigan now? Right? Mm, yeah, I think maybe as an assistant role, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Um, so they went, they had a clean slate until the A-10 tournament. And they lost to Oklahoma State in the A-10 tournament. So they almost entered NCAA undefeated and then lost to Oklahoma State in the lead eight. So they made it all the way to the lead eight. Um, one of 25 teams to finish the regular season undefeated in men's basketball. Um, they held that marker till Wichita State in 2014. Hmm. So yeah, there you go. Little history lesson for you. Since they're not getting at the Palestra this year, you got it on Kentucky Roll Call this morning. Um, By the way, you need a history lesson apparently because there was a couple people text in and said the Duke-UK game was played at Spectrum Arena. Not the palestra. Uh, I was off. <laughs> it happens. I didn't realize. I, I thought, why did I think it was the palestra? I know some big games have been played there, and also it would just be cool. I think a lot of Kentucky fans would try to buy tickets to go watch their team play at the palestra. Old gym. Like that in Hinkle Field House. I mean, that Fog Allen. Hinkle's neat. Hinkle's really neat. I mean, those are really the only three. Fog Allen, Hinkle. I guess Cameron Indoor's that old, too. I've broadcasted. So I've never seen a game at Hinkle, but I've broadcasted a couple Butler football games, and there's no bathroom facilities at the football stadium, so you have to walk across to Hinkle. <laughs> so I've been in Hinkle a few times. It's it's a pretty cool place. Well, maybe that's why Butler's not doing well recruiting some people to the FCS program there. They don't have <laughs> bathrooms in facility. Maybe so. Um, we got text on the Thornton's text line, though. 502-414-1450. We're going to read some text, get to our daily double break, and then Josh Caddis, Kentucky football tight wow. end. The ass kicker. He's coming on the show to talk about this upcoming season. He's an early bird. One of the few. One of the few. Uh, so excited to hear from him. If you want to know something from him, text in right now. 502-414-1450. Time is ticking. Uh, UK football is setting up the fans for a huge letdown. No, they're not. You're setting up yourself for a huge letdown. Yeah, because, I mean, here's the thing. Last year, we had similar questions, but the big the question marks were much bigger. 
the entire offensive line and the offensive coordinator were much bigger question marks mm-hmm. than just like one position on the offensive line and right t- or and, and one position on defense cornerback. There are question marks, but there's a lot fewer. You know what I don't miss? What? Having to talk about if uh God, what was the kid's name that transferred from Charlestown? Oh, Keontae. Yeah. Just glad we don't have to talk about if he's gonna play or not. How's Keontae looking? We'll say I do feel bad for that kid, man. Did he end up landing somewhere? No. No, and I heard he was around town pushing you know, he he came back because he got a sick mother and that's not He's like taking care of her. She's not doing well, and it's just it's sad. Wasn't there scuttlebutt about Louisville for a little bit? Yeah, I have a feeling. I don't know. Done. I think I think Kentucky would take him back if he was wanting to do that, but um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. We'll see. Hopefully, he gets one one more chance to take a swing at things, and all goes well with his family situation. Sad. It's sad. Texture says TJ pulling the old one man insurrection classic. <laughs> um, yeah, did you see Trump got, got booked yesterday? I didn't know. I heard that was going to be the thing, but so he had not tweeted since a few days after the insurrection. Mm-hmm. Um, he'd stayed off Twitter. Returns to Twitter by tweeting out his mugshot, and it <laughs> said, "We will never surrender." Uh, DonaldJTrump.com, and now. A lot of uh, his diehards are just tweeting, like they're photoshopping their place along with his mugshot, like the, their own Fulton County mugshot, which is just, that's so bizarre. So um, he's in jail. He got booked, but then get out on bail. Gotcha. Um, but he was listed. Scoots, did you see what he was listed that, at? That is not his mugshot. There's no way. Yeah. They let him wear a suit. Yeah. Oh, wouldn't he? He reported to jail. Uh, you, he, you report to jail and whatever you he, wear. He should have to put on the striped shirt. I mean, but he's not staying in jail. Yeah, but he st- still should have to put on the striped shirt. A mugshot with no striped shirt looks funny. But like most people take their mugshots before they like they take all their personal belongings. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's how jail works. Because most people they just get booked and then they're out the next morning, so they don't get you know prison calls. <laughs> it is a funny picture. It reminds me of like uh, he, what's the show he used to be on. The Apprentice? Yeah, he, it's like a, The Apprentice, Donald Trump. Like, Ugh. I mean, he had to work on that smile for a while. <laughs> like, you, I mean, that's that, and and really, I, I wouldn't blame him either because you can't. You got to look cool in your mugshot. Yeah, oh, he looks cool. He was he self-reported his height and weight at six foot three, two hundred and fifteen pounds. <laughs> which, no shot, he's two fifteen. I mean, I haven't seen two hundred fifteen pounds since I was in high school. The Donald has not either. Uh, and the thing is, too, if he would have said 225, like, that's not believable, but it's, I mean. Closer. I love that everybody was like, this is Lamar Jackson's height and weight. <laughs> um, but you know what? That's why you can never trust the the media guys, right? You never know what they're going to put for their height and weight. Oh, yeah. You notice, too, I didn't realize this until... Um, was going to a volleyball game with my wife, which might be doing this weekend. Um, uh, the college volleyball season started, but the they don't list the weights for women's athletics in their sports. Hmm. Notice that? I yeah. Now that you've said that, yeah, I have noticed that. Don't do that. Yeah. Well, they might in some like basketball, but they definitely don't in volleyball. I don't. I'm trying to think back. I don't recall ever seeing it. Yeah, that's weird. Never thought about that. 
Well, women are more private about that sort of thing. Yeah. Which I've never really understood, but to each their own. Yeah, and uh, that's why I'm never going to guess a woman's weight. But I am going to talk some more Kentucky football. We got Josh Caddis coming on the program after the break. We're going to get to more of your texts on the Thorns text line and a big Kentucky football recruiting decision happening later this afternoon. We'll talk about that and much more. Justin Kale and Nick Roush, Kentucky Roll Call on the Big X. Roll Call. Do like Uncle Ella swinging up in my Jeep. Keep it on the down, yo, we keep it discreet. See, I'm not the type of kid to have my biz in the streets. If my mom don't approve, then I'll just be low. Let me save the little man from inside the boat. Let me hit it from the back, girl, I won't catch a hernia. Off on your couch, now you got Siemens furniture. Shy, he fight for the extra P. Stacy Beetle, PJ, and my man LG. They know the act. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome on in to hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call Roll here on the Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. I'm Nick Roush, that's Justin Kalen. And this weekend, the Kentucky football team, they're hitting the road. It's the final Saturday before the football season starts. They'll be in Owensboro, blitzing the borough at the Owensboro Sports Center from 1 to 5 for the Kentucky kickoff event. One of the players that's going to be there that you can meet is on the line with us now. Sophomore tight end, Josh Caddis, the ass kicker, woke up early with us on Kentucky Roll Call. Josh, thanks for coming on the show this morning. Of course, it's a, it's an honor to be back on here, man. I always have a great time. Uh, how how are y'all doing this morning? How are y'all doing good? Yeah, yeah. We're we're used to being up and at them this early. Um, but when I was a sophomore in college, you couldn't catch me dead awake at eight a.m. on a Friday morning. So uh, wh- what? How? Wh- what gifts? You're you're you're. Are you a morning person? How do, how's this work? I don't know any college students that are up this early. I I, I am a. I am a definite morning person. I'm gonna be honest. You will not catch me sleeping in, especially after especially after fall camp. It, it is absolutely impossible for me to sleep in. So, like, I'm. I was I, honestly, Nick. I was up at seven o'clock this morning. Wow. So, now, do you have yeah. like a morning routine? Are you getting up and like getting a little lit then? Are you Are you waking up with a big pot of coffee like Coach Stoops? What's What's the Josh Caddis morning routine that gets you rolling? The Josh Caddis morning routine. Okay, that is a absolutely great question. I so I start up. I, I wake up. You know, takes takes me like five minutes to to probably get out of bed, get rolling. But mm-hmm. then I get up. I start with a, a nice ice cold shower. Right, gets you going. Ice cold. Wow. Ice cold, man. It, it really gets me going in the morning. And you know, I get ready, all that stuff, and then I like to have a nice big black cup of coffee. Wow, and then that's really that's really the morning routine. Make my bed, get all my books together, all that stuff, and then we're heading out, going to class. You know, student athletes. Yeah, exactly. People forget about the student part, but you got to be at class. Are you? Are we? Do we have a preferred breakfast? Is the is there still the Chick Fil A breakfast in the student center that just slaps early in the morning? <laughs> no. So we we normally, if we don't have like a like a football event or like a lift in the morning. We'll get uh, access to DoorDash, so we. I I really, really have liked. Uh, have you heard of a Wild Eggs? Yes, yes, yes. 
that's one of my go-tos. And then actually this morning, I just got this place called, uh, it's called Biscuit Belly. Oh, yeah, we got and those so, in Louisville, yeah. Yeah, so I, I really like eating like omelets, pancakes, potatoes, stuff like that. That kind of gets me going. I got a nice parfait this morning as well, so... Yeah, that's kind of a go-to for me in the morning. That, Definitely the, eggs. I, I love like an omelet or something like that. Well, and you've got to, I mean, you, you can't be the ass kicker unless you're you're woden up with protein every single day. And, and Josh, I think what's going to be uh, the fun thing, Kentucky fans love watching you play football because you got the mean streak about you. But I, w- w- if they meet you in person, they're going to be like, wait, this guy right here, he's the one who's – Mixing it up every single Saturday. So, is there like what? At what point? Like, do you just flip a switch, or how, how does that work? Where you can just go into, as Trevin Wallace uh, ever so nicely put it, um, where you just go crazy. <laughs> I feel like Trevin might have meant charismatic. Oh, I think okay. he might have misplaced the word, but uh, nah. It's just like you said, man. It's it's really just an uh, an on switch. Um, off the field, I mean, and that's really the case with a lot of guys, you know, off the field, you talk to them and you never really, you never really think that they, they go out there and they play such a brutal sport every Saturday, but it's, it's, it's something that, you know, on game days or on before practices, you know, when you're in the locker room, getting your pads on, it's time to go. It's time to, uh, go out there and compete. And um, that's just something I've always I've always had to do, and that's something every football player does. They just have an on switch, and and when you get on the field between the white lines, um, nothing matters besides that person across from you and, and uh, competing against that person. So I think you said it best. It's it's really just a it's just an off and on switch. Oh, the charismatic Josh Cat is joining us on Kentucky Roll Call, <laughs> Kentucky tight end. Um, I. I know that uh, I like you use the word charismatic. Uh, you all also use the word competing. That's a fun catch-all mm-hmm. phrase that you can use when you're going back and forth. So I, I, I'm curious when you're quote unquote competing with whether it's your teammates in practice or a guy across from you. Is it a all right? I'm going to try to get under this guy's. Is it a premeditated thing where you're trying to get under the other guy's skin? Or is it something that just happens naturally because that dude just so happens to be lining up across from you? Yeah, just like you, just like you said it. It's there's there's no we all we all love each other, man, and, uh, on our team and stuff. Like, if it's on a Saturday and it's versus versus a, uh, a different team, it's it's a little bit more personal. But no, just just when you're playing against your teammates. All you're really trying to do is just get each other better, get each other ready for the games, and and the only way you can do that is by going going hard and going at each other, just trying to prepare each other each each week for what they're going to have to come um, and play against each Saturday. But no, it's it's really just a a walk up to the line. Oh, I got to block this guy. Let's go. <laughs> love it, love it. Is there? Uh, do you have a favorite? Block like uh, maybe you're you're just blocking down, trying to hit the defensive end's ear hole. Uh, maybe reaching wide, or or is it playing lead blocker as sort of an H back role? Do you have a personal preference um, when it when it comes to lowering your shoulder and busting some heads? 
personally, and this kind of stems back from high school, because uh, in high school we were like a heavy outside zone team. I've always just enjoyed like outside zone, reach blocks, run off the ball, make contact, and then take them where they want to go. Like if they're fitting outside, then take them outside and drive them. If they try to go inside, pin them back inside and drive them. But no, it, that was that was something I did a lot of in high school. Uh, we're having to reach defensive ends or outside linebackers. And we fortunately get the chance to do that here. Um, but also, I also I like working with my tackles as well. Uh, I like to work at like those down gap scheme combination blocks. Those are kind of fun too, because then you can you might end up on a linebacker. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, honestly, all you you can't go wrong with all any of the type of blocks. <laughs> but but just just the outside zone and the gap scheme, I love that. Man. And that's what we work. We like to work on a lot too. So. Uh, you mentioned, I think, just the outside zone reach block is the hardest in football, too. Especially when you get lined up against some of those top-flight edge rushers. like it, and, and getting your body around, I can't imagine that. I hated doing that back in the day, but that's why you're the ass-kicker, Josh. That's why you're good at what you do. <laughs> uh, you mentioned those tackles, though, and... You know, we've gotten to meet them, uh, the the new guys, Marcus Cox and Cortland Ford, but a lot of fans haven't been able to see them. Um, they got to a little bit. Uh, they got to see Jeremy Flax last year. So just, I know there's a lot of, I don't want to say concern, but there's a lot of interest. So what what can you tell us about uh, those guys that you're lining up uh, next to at offensive tackle? Uh, they're they're great. They're great football players. They're they're uh, one thing I I really enjoy is that they they communicate really well. Uh, they they get the calls from the center and they they communicate with us us tight ends what they're gonna do if we're working together what type of combination block we're gonna do I, I I'm really excited about them I think they're gonna do some great things. We're on with Josh Caddis, Kentucky tight end. This weekend he'll be at the Owensboro Sports Center blitzing the borough and I. I know there's uh, a lot of you all going down there. How excited! This is the second sort of nil fan event um, that the 15 Club is putting on. How excited are you to meet the fans in Western Kentucky tomorrow? I'm so excited because again, I haven't, I've never really been over to Western Kentucky, uh, and I've never really got the chance to to kind of go around the state and meet some of these fans. I've only been kind of in Lexington, so. That's something I'm super excited about meeting some new fans that we might not always get to see. Um, and I and I and I really hope you know everyone that's watching comes out and uh, gets the chance to meet some of their favorite players. You know we have some a lot of a lot of good players coming, a lot of great guys, and they all want to meet you. And I think y'all will have an absolutely great time. Yeah, if if Josh, I mean you, you're listening to him and you're like, man, this guy sounds like a nice guy. Let's let's. He's not the only one. Devin Leary, Ray Davis, Barry on Brown, Deion Walker. There's going to be 30 players there. It's your best chance to meet him. Uh, if you're a member of the 15 Club, you get two free tickets. You can also get tickets at owensborotickets.com for the Saturday afternoon, blitzing the borough. Uh, before we let you go, Josh, you're a Cincinnati guy. Uh, Dad was a Bengal. I yes, noticed sir. they they brought out all of the stars of Cincinnati when Messi came to town for the soccer game. So, who, if, if we're going to make a Mount Rushmore of Cincinnati sports oh. figures, I, I think I think you're going to get there one day, but who who do you think would be on it now? Oh, that is a good question. 
Cincinnati sports figures. Yeah, yeah. And it, it, even if, if we can do just current ones, because I think if you did old people too, like like Pete Rose is, I think, 1-1. One, one. Uh, but after that, it's kind of wide open. There's there's a lot of good contenders out there. Yeah, like I definitely think uh, so Pete Rose counts or doesn't count? We'll, we'll count we can count Pete Rose, yeah. He's he's gotta okay. be on there. And then it's, it's it's I think it's fair game after that. Okay, Pete Rose obviously. Two I'm going with um I'm going with Joey Votto. Okay. Joey I like Votto that one. A little modern era red. Been around for a lot. Yeah. I mean, he's been here for the past I don't I can't even count ever since I was a kid and he's still here and he's actually doing some decent stuff. Um, okay, number three, Anthony Munoz. Ooh, oh, love that one. He's he's yeah, also, I know old, but I feel like you'd be doing Cincinnati a disservice if you didn't put Anthony Munoz on there. And it's one of those things too, Josh, that people always think about skill players, but Anthony Munoz, his his relationship with the community, great call, great call on Anthony Munoz. No, yeah, we, and we actually got the opportunity to, to for him to sit down and uh, talk to the team, and it was like it was an incredible experience. The the wise words that he had to say, and all the all the advice he had for us college students, because he had to go a lot through go through a lot his college career. Man, I I feel like he is just a Cincinnati legend. All right, last and then one. This, this this last one. Ooh, and I. And I, I obviously, obviously, this guy. I feel like he needs to be on here, just because the amount of just like publicity and pub he's bringing to Cincinnati and to the the Cincinnati Bengals as well. I feel like you gotta you gotta put Joe Burrow on there. I feel like yeah. you have to just he he does a lot. He does a lot for the city, and obviously, the past few years. I mean. For him to come in and only his second year and and do so many great things and this last year even though we didn't um, we didn't get to the Super Bowl he took us to a, a, a AFC championship I mean he's doing cre- incredible things and I'm gonna be honest I think the Bengals are gonna win the Super Bowl this wow. year. Wow, man, Josh, that's disappointing. I really thought you were going with Money McPherson. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot about McPherson. <laughs> oh. But I I, I think. Joe Burrow is like because you would get a little pushback, but like some of the pushback would just be for more baseball players. And I, I, right now, Joe Burrow not only does he have the Bengals playing some of the best football in their franchise's history, he's also got that cool factor, that swag factor. So yeah, I I, wow. I don't think you can go wrong with J- Joey. Is it Joe Burr? What what, what are they calling him? Joey Burr Burr? Or is they it call just... him Joey. I think it's like I think it's more like Burr. You know, oh. I think that's kinda, you know, I think that's either that or just Joey Burr. You know, okay, I'll, like I'll just I'll just stick with Joe Burrow. Uh, but that was a great list, Josh. This has been a wonderful conversation. Appreciate you waking up with us this morning, and uh, hopefully, fans come out see you, meet you tomorrow in Owensboro before you kick things off. Eight days away until Ball State comes to town. How fired up are you to to get back to Kroger Field? You know, I'm I'm fired up. What an unreal atmosphere! I think the fans are gonna um, fans are gonna be excited for this year. We got we got a lot of good stuff coming. Um, we're gonna come out and we're gonna we're gonna play some good Kentucky football.
Um, but I also have a question real quick for uh, okay. both of you guys. All right, hit hit me. So, so if if you know you guys are you know back playing football, right? Mm-hmm. And coach 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 calls the Oklahoma drill. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. One of you guys are at linebacker. One of you guys that are at running back. Who is winning the Oklahoma drill? Ooh, this is tough because. My guy Scoots here. He's got a low center body gravity. Yeah, I'm he, like five foot four, so. and, and I'm like six foot six. So like, it's just <laughs> it's not ideal um, for like you know low man wins. So pad level is going to be not going to be on my side. But I do think if it was if I was to line up a, if it was just lining up across from the trenches, I think I could drive him back. But as far as getting low and tackling, like he might be able to sl- slink around me if he's running back and I'm the linebacker. Well, and I'm gonna take a cheap shot too because I never played football, so I don't <laughs> I don't know what goes and what doesn't go. But I'm gonna hit him where it counts, and and I'll beat him. Oh man, this is a great question, Josh. That's great. I I think this might I think we might need to see this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and then I might have to take a trip to the emergency room. Oh man. <laughs> Josh, this has been great. Um, have a good weekend, buddy. Enjoy the last weekend off before the, the season really gets rocking and rolling. Of course. Yes, sir. Thank you guys so much for having uh, having me on here. Always, Always a, a pleasure. Blast. Always a pleasure. Yep. Uh, Josh Caddis, Kentucky tight end. Um, like I said, they're going to be in Owensboro. 1-5 to five tomorrow at the Owensboro Sports Center. OwensboroTickets.com. $25 general admission. Kids under 12 get in free with a paying adult. Um, so... Yeah, like, I mean, how how much fun is it just hanging, just chopping it up with? Kat, he is he is already instantly my favorite player on the team. Love that kid. I mean, yeah, he's, he's so and nice. I, and, and I knew, yeah, I knew that from the time I called him because he couldn't have been any nicer than he was. Oh, so. he's a yes sir, no sir, yeah. kind of guy. Um, Big Caddis guy now. Yeah, and he just is like, yeah, my fa- favorite box. Well, it's so hard because I just love all of the boxes. Like that guy, he just he's just built different. And of course, his morning routine is he wakes up with an ice cold shower and black coffee. Like that's the most. I went straight to your heart. That's didn't the it? most like manly. Just like uh, you gotta wake up in the morning, get the cold shower, and a hot cup of black coffee. Love it. Where's uh, he from? Cincinnati. Oh well, duh. Yeah, that's uh, you know, yeah. Come no on, kidding. Catch up here now. <laughs> um, but he he's he's one of so his dad played for the Bengals. He was uh. An all-conference Big Ten tight end for Jim Har with Jim Harbaugh back at Michigan back in the day, uh, but this is one of the three Caddis brothers. His older brother, or his middle brother, is a senior this year at Saint Cincinnati Saint X, and the other one is I want to say a junior. He's twenty twenty-five, so yeah, that'd be a junior. Uh, Tucker's that junior. He's going to be a big-time offensive line prospect, and if he's anything like Big Brother Josh. Need to get him down in Lexington. Oh, you mean his dad played with Harbaugh? Correct. Yeah, he I, was he was Harbaugh's tight end. I was like, well, there's no way Harbaugh was coaching. Then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's the one to keep an eye on. We've got another recruit to keep an eye on. We'll get to that after the break. And your text on the Thorns text line 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Roll Call. Every day you
Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Presented by Salsaritas. So good even. Walker and Roush. He will sing it. Salsaritas. A fresh Mexican grill. <laughs> <laughs> Download the Salsaritas app mm-hmm. before when you scan it. They're going to give you money back, entrees, all sorts of good stuff at Salsarita. So download that before you go. Justin Kalen reminding us all to go to Salsaritas this weekend. Get some all the addictive chips. You won't regret it. The Fresh Mexican Grill. <laughs> Love some Salsaritas. Really hungry. Can't wait to get my Friday rocking and rolling. It's exciting. Yeah. Caddis is fun. He's a fun guy. And like, I do think too that, um, you know, especially because, I mean, we've I've talked with Caddis quite a bit, even though he's only been here a year or two. For a lot of these, a lot of these guys are just normal college kids, but getting in front of a microphone, it's a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, you know, like Jamarius Dinkins, we talked to him the other day. He's pretty laid back, normal kid, but he's got a stuttering problem where it's, it's, he's, he's working through that and he's, he's taking it to the chin and I respect the hell out of him for it. But some of them, it's just tough in front of the microphones. But I, I do think that that overall attitude is like, there's not a, one thing about Stoops and Marrow, the players they've gotten over the years, there haven't been a whole lot of turds in the punch bowl. I want to say it was uh, Jim Trussell. He has like a, it's called like the winning ratio or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's like 80, 10, 10. 80% of your guys have to meet this normal standard. 10% go above and beyond. And then the other 10% are kind of dragging you down. And you can deal with that. If the 10 that drag you down culture wise are good at football, then it's, it can be fine because the other 90% are kind of making sure that there's enough buy in there. But for the most part, I mean, 80% of that, or if not more, they're good guys who are just having a lot of fun and also happen to be really good at football. So uh, go out, get a chance to meet him, yuck it up with him. I know, like Ray Davis, he's another guy who's really affable in front of a microphone, can have a normal conversation. Um, yeah, that that's one of those things. Like anytime I hear that we're going to get an athlete on, I'm always kind of – I don't. I don't know if cringe is the right word, but I get cringe worthy. It's it's cringe worthy because you never know what to expect. There are a lot of those guys that are like canned answers. Yeah, you just d- you you want to have like a real conversation. Or, yeah, it's not even just canned answers, but like two or three word answers. Like yeah, uh, that is correct or whatever. Like so for Caddis to come on here and just yeah, it was like a normal conversation. So yeah, yeah it was fun. It was fun. Oh man, great talk. Uh, there could be another. Talented player joining the Big Blue Nation today. Oh, yeah? Hardly Gilmore. He's a four-star wide receiver from Pahokee, Florida. He's announcing his commitment at 1230 today. Top 300 player. It's between Kentucky, Penn State, and UCF. I've logged an RPM prediction for the Cats to land this talented wideout. Scoots, in the Mark Stoops era, there have been... I think this would. I think there've only been two consensus top three hundred receivers from outside of the state of Kentucky to join UK, and that's Lynn Bowden and Barry on Brown. Gilmore would be the third. 
Did you say his first name's Hardly? Yeah, Hardly Gilmore. Can I try to spell that? Because there's only one way to spell it, in my opinion. All right, spell it. H-A-R-D-L-E-Y. Yeah. Sweet. I like him already. Hardly know her. Yeah. I was hoping it wasn't the hard L-Y. <laughs> but um, Hardly Gilmore, he... That I think that kind of speaks volumes to what you should know, though. I mean, even if you include the in-state guys, it's like Dane Key. They're, they just have not recruited wide receiver at this level often. Mm-hmm. And the Wildcats' offense under Liam Cohen, it's attracting top talent. This kid was originally a 2025 recruit. He reclassified and took an official visit. We found that all in the, in the span of two days. And Scott Woodward was able to get him on campus. All things have gone well. Sounds like he's developed a pretty good early relationship with Cutter Bowie, too. Another 2025 guy who reclassed to 2024. Um, It's a nice combo. A nice combo for the future of the program. And Kentucky only has eight wide receiver, scholarship wide receivers right now. They've got one committed along with Gilmore. They're probably going to get one more. Maybe two. If Gilmore does pop... Pull the trigger today at 12.30. We'll have all your coverage at Kentucky Sports Radio. Stay tuned. Let's get back to the Thorns text line, 502-414-1450. John here. Good morning, everyone. So wondering if there's any prop bets for who will score the ter- first touchdown for the Wildcats. If not, who do you think will score the first touchdown in the season? I believe Leary will run in the first one. Got to go. Talk to you later. Mm. Um, actually... There was one year I was very disappointed um, that we did not have legal sports gambling in Kentucky because I may or may not have gotten tipped off and known that Wandell Robinson was going to be the target for an early score, and he scored the first (laughs) touchdown of the season in 2021. But I I did not learn that until the day of the game. Um, Well, if you learn something similar this year, just make sure to remember the little guys. I'll I'll pass along that word. But – I mean, we, we those those props don't come out to like a day or two before, John. Who would you guess right now? <sighs> I'd go Ray Davis. Yeah, that'd probably be the safest bet. But it's although who's the big bruiser back behind him? I mean, he's the bruiser though. Is he? he but he is he a big guy? Like yeah, yeah. Hmm. He, he'll get the goal line touches. Is, is if that's what you're asking? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I could also see it being dinky, like a thirty yard strike. Because these secondaries aren't great. True. It's just so hard to predict a pass catcher. At least when it was Wandale, it's like, all right, we know they're going to get the ball to him. We're here. Is it Wandale? Is it Barion? Will they get in the red zone and have to throw it up to a big tight end? Yeah. You know, like Could that. be Gattis. Yeah. So it's that. that's a tougher one to predict, John. But I do love when you get to predict the receiving touchdown props. And it's like, um, you know, just a half – like, all right, I think this guy's going to catch a touchdown today. Mm-hmm. It's usually just a half. I don't know if they'll have them available for these early cupcake games, though. Because I feel like that's where it's the easiest. Yeah. <laughs> right? I don't well, know then you can get, be. Then you can get ballsy and get picked like 1.5 on somebody. Ooh. I've noticed that DraftKings has added a scale to, like, slide their odds. Yes. That's fun. Also, if you've got a live bet Especially on there. Especially for you. You love those hot lines. Yeah. Also, if you've got a live bet on there. So let's take Terry Sr.'s Reds bet, for example. There's now a line if you go to your open bets. So he would have he was looking for 65 and a half, and it like moves the bar. You. Yeah, like 42, 43. It's, it, it's pretty nice. cool. 
Texture says the Billy Ray guess was a tie. Scoot said 71. Roush said 53, both nine years off. 62, unless you do the Price is Right rule where you can't go over. Yeah, Billy Big Blue, we're not good at math, though. From Billy Ray Big Blue. Billy Ray Big Blue. <laughs> yeah. Not exactly our strong suit. Um, did somebody just text in a YouTube video, or is that for yourself? No, they texted it in yesterday. I don't really know what that's all about. So I'm going to stray away from it. Had some bad luck playing videos on this program. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have a dump button right now either. <laughs> don't nope. think we do. Salt McBride here. Utahns. Utahns? That can't be what they're called. You, 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 Utahans? <laughs> Utahians. I think I guess it is just Utahns. There's no way. Utahns are out in full force, gaining four to fans from tickets on the Mormon Craigslist. Excellent stuff. Standing room available, 250 bucks per ticket. That's awesome. They really do get called Utahns. I've Utah. never heard that. You got your Utah, Utah McLean. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Um, that Texas, Kentucky football. Only one more weekend until it's time. My hopes and dreams to be crushed. I reminisce on the blocked field goal against four and twenty-one. Man, I do. I love special teams. Except for last year's pathetic, pitiful, disgraceful, exclusive unit roush. Do you see UK cleaning up the high punt snaps and missed field goals this go around? Thanks, South Georgia Wildcat. I know Rayner's a good kicker. Alex Rayner, Kentucky's got a solid kicker that's going to be reliable, 45 and in. Very confident about that. I think the snapper's going to be good. Scoots, I could say that and he could have one mess up, but it's still way too many, you know? Yeah. Well, especially – Depending on the situation that it comes in, like if you're snapping it over your punter's head, like last year, and then your punter breaks his leg from it, yeah, not not ideal. Got to get your snaps down. Not great, Bob. Um, but and and that's that's the thing about that position is it really is just one mistake is one too many. You have to be so precise, so perfect. It's tough. It's tough. I, I remember one year early in the Stoops area, it might have been year one, they actually had a long snapper tear his ACL when he was covering a punt. So they had to bring in their back guy. Back up. Talk about a disaster. Even your your long snapper's getting hurt. Not great. It's just crazy to – you. that's one position you really don't think about how important it is and can be. And then you – like for me, for instance, watching Hard Knocks last week where Rodgers was just giving his snapper a bunch of guff. Like – don't spin it back to me. Don't like just, just throw it back. And then he hits him with, I get in there a little more than some other guys. <laughs> have you uh have you been watching any preseason football scoots? Not very much, no. I I just can't get into it. If I know like the starters are playing, like for instance, the Green Bay or not Green Bay. Oh my gosh, what a mistake. Um New York, the Jets and Giants play. This weekend, and by all accounts, since it's such a big rivalry, all the starters are going to play. So I'll probably tune into that one. But yeah, overall as a whole, I just I can't get into the NFL preseason because it's you don't see the guys you want to see. You know, like I'm not I'm not turning on a game to see third and fourth stringers try to make the team. That doesn't do it for me. Yeah, and I can even get into it if it's um, if if I know some players that will. You know, there's typically some Kentucky Wildcats who are competing for jobs farther down the depth chart where I can, all right, I can tune in for a little bit. But last night I threw it on as um, 
is a little bit of a all right. Let's let's put old Nicholas to sleep while the Colts and Eagles. Oh, while, while, Sam, and Eagles? while Sam Ellinger throws a interception in the fourth quarter. Anthony Richardson play. I, I don't know. I t- it was fourth quarter when I turned it on. Oh, I got. And then I turned the Reds on to help me go to sleep because they were on FS1. Ah, they choked it away. Did they? It was scoreless in yeah, like the sixth. Lost three two, and that's. Man, that's such an important series. The freaking Reds have to yeah, get the Diamondbacks. Yeah, because it's. Uh, I mean, that's the. They're both racing for the wild card, yeah. correct? Mm-hmm. Yep, they're right there together. Did you see the Red Sox and Houston score? I feel like TJ would mention it, so we probably should too. What was it? Boston beat Houston in Houston, seventeen to one. Wow, seventeen to one. Saw a couple good headlines from that game. They were calling it the uh, Boston tee off party. <laughs> I just can't look at the Diamondbacks uniforms, and when they say D-backs, to just like in my <laughs> mind, it just immediately goes there. It's so childish of me, <laughs> but I just can't can't help it. That's oh, that's all I can think of every single time. By the way, I know um, one more quick hitter. I know neither of us are real big wrestling fans, but rest in peace to Bray Wyatt. Did you see that news? Yeah, I did, and I I don't remember. Like, I remember that bit for a little bit, um, but what? It seemed like it it wore off pretty quickly, and so I guess that's kind of. Do we do we know why he passed away? How it? Passed no, away? they just said unexpectedly, but he was dude was only thirty six, so that's crazy. And and I believe WWE made him like, uh, they paid him a ton of money to be like the face of the franchise. So, really, really sad there. Uh, wrestlers, they live a live a hard life for sure. Live a hard life. Looking forward to my boss's uh, Netflix show coming out in a couple weeks. Yeah, what's it called? Wrestlers. Wrestlers. Yeah. Okay. So uh, and that's just on OVW. Yeah, yeah. That I, that should be fun. I've known a couple guys that have wrestled in OVW, so I might check that out. I've heard about some of the things that happened, and yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. <laughs> Will your boss be in it? Oh yeah, yeah. He's okay. in it quite a bit. Cause he owns. He's, he's going to be or... like the bad guy, probably. What's what's his role with OVW? Yeah, he's a he's an owner. Okay. He's going to be the way they're framing this, judged on the trailer. Al Snow is the wrestling guy who's been around for a while, but then this radio guy comes in and tells him how to do his business, and there's going to be <laughs> friction. Like in the trailer clip, they're like, "We got to make money," Matt saying, which I which I enjoy. But like, yeah, it's a business, and so. that'll that'll be on what platform? Netflix. Okay, yeah. I'll watch that. Yeah, so I, I'm, uh, I'm look, I'm looking forward to it because I not even just the I know people that are in it, but there's some crazy stuff that happens. So that like could only happen in a traveling Kentucky roadshow wrestling operation. So, um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm still bummed that we never got a fourth season of Glow. I love that show so much. It was such a fun show. Not familiar with Glow. The gorgeous ladies of wrestling. They made uh, a dramatized uh, show based on the 80s. Oh, by the way, uh, I uh, yeah. started watching the Florida Untold last night, Swamp Kings. Have you seen that at all? No, yeah, I'm not going to watch it. You're not going to watch it? No. Roush, come on. Dude, it, I, can't, I can't do a documentary that's just going to be a puff piece, a PR piece for Urban Meyer. Let's talk about how great we are at Florida. Uh, no, I want to know about all of your 
I, there's a lot of words I want to use right now that I can't say on radio. I want to know about all those jerk faces that were getting in trouble, and they just kind of gloss over it. You don't think they touch on that? No. See, there's four episodes. I've only watched one. Yeah, no, so. that's like the biggest criticism from it, Scoots, is like they barely mention Aaron Hernandez as a murderer. The Pouncey Brothers just even, bullying everybody into submission. I haven't even seen Aaron Hernandez Exactly. Yet. Like They gloss over it because Tebow – the only thing they mention is that Tebow took the blame for a fight that Hernandez started. But, yeah, uh, there, there's a lot that they just, um, you know, paint a pretty picture over it because Urban Meyer's talking, and they got to be nice to him because they interviewed him. It was neat for me, though, so because they were showing when they were recruiting Tim Tebow, he played at Nice High School down in Jacksonville or mm-hmm. south of Jacksonville. Football factory. That was actually my first job in sports. I was a PA announcer for Nice, like, I don't know seven eight years after Tebow left but that was still all anyone ever talked about was Tim Tebow Tim Tebow so going back seeing highlights from Nice and just getting those memories it was a lot of fun for me yeah and um I I know it would be different if it wasn't Florida too there's part of me like my I just don't want to watch a show that's like talking about how great Florida is I'm good I've had to lift through it. It I sucked. Fig- yeah, I figured that had something to do with it. You know, it would be like, it's not the equivalent, but like, it, it'd be like watching an Izzo Michigan State documentary where you're like, and, and it's different because he hasn't had the same tournament success in recent years, but like, it'd be like watching that. Uh, Michigan. This is how great Michigan State is at dominating the Big Ten. You're like, come on. Eh, I wouldn't mind that, though. I like Izzo. Well, what, your, if your per, what if it was Purdue? Your problems just lie with Urban Meyer. Yeah, and Florida. Like I had to sit through a lot of Florida football losses. A lot of Florida football losses. Purdue one, I definitely couldn't watch. Yeah. <sighs> Suck at Florida. Although, maybe I could just to laugh at them because they've never won anything. Oh. Suck at Purdue. Yeah, suck at Purdue. Does Scoots know that LeBron James' dad played for that St. Joe's team as well? Does LeBron James know his dad played for that St. Joe's team? That can't be true. I don't know. I tried doing a little research earlier. I couldn't really Are they talking about Jimmy Butler? Is this like a conspiracy theory? (laughs) Because we we do know that that is a well-established not fact, that conspiracy that Jimmy Butler is LeBron's dad. But Jimmy Butler played for Marquette, so that can't be right. He did. Yeah. He played for uh, Tom Crean. By the way, did you see when Dwayne Wade got – inducted into the hall of fame he was quoted as saying that he is the first one from marquette to enter the hall of fame but he will not be the last referring to jimmy butler did not see that hall of fame speech it was one of those things that was very viral because he was talking about his dad and i just didn't um i was like yeah i don't really want to uh, i'm just gonna miss this one it's too long too long of a clip for me i'm good i don't need like an emotional Dwayne wade message to his dad Ooh, George Pickens had a cool catch last night. There's the sound to it. <laughs> He's so good. He is so good. And that that has a ring to it. I don't know if I said that yesterday or not, but pick it to Pickens. Ooh, that pick does have pick a good him. ring to pick it. Pick it to Pickens. Yeah, I guess the whole, we didn't talk about the NFC South yesterday. We didn't. Yeah. Um, that division stinks. <laughs> but Baker Mayfield, going to be a starting quarterback again in the NFL. That's Won the true. job over Kyle Trask down in Tampa. They are wearing the creamsicles this year, so that'll be a fun game. But I just think Todd Bowles is a bad coach. Not a Bowles guy? Yeah. Yeah. 
I just don't just don't think he's very good. Good defensive coordinator, not a good head coach. Who you got winning that division? Um, I kind of want to just pick the Panthers. They they came on strong last year. They ran the ball well. They moved up to get a good quarterback. I just worry about no DJ Moore, right? Like not having a receiver for that rookie quarterback to just bail him out of situations. Well, they they took uh, Jonathan Mingo, who's also a rookie. I know, and Mingo's fine, but I I don't think he's going to be as good as those other Ole Miss receivers. He's he's just going to be fine. So that that's really my only worry because like, is Derek Carr going to be that good for the Saints? Like Alvin Kamara, that dude. You want to talk about a frustrating fantasy football player? His injury status is just yeah bizarre. He's now, only going to miss three games. Now Chris Olave, that guy's pretty good. Yeah, he'll be awesome. That's why I'm I go New Orleans for that division. Yeah, they're probably going to end up winning it, but it's going to be tight. Should be fun. Falcons should could be fun too. Josh Ali, he's making a name for himself there. Um, but between Drake London, Kyle Pitts, they've got some weapons. It's just. Desmond Ritter, the yeah. NFL quarterback. That's that's my thing, and I'm glad TJ's not here so we can rip on him a little bit. But yeah, I just I don't believe in Ritter. I don't know why. I just I, when I was watching quarterback on Netflix, I don't think he should have even replaced Mariota. But I mean, they did have some success with him. So let's see what see what happens this year. I just I don't think it's going to be anything good. Yeah, I suck at saying next. Also got a former Louisville guy, Dave Ragone, offensive coordinator. For the Falcons. I believe he also used to do some stuff with uh, Dugan. Hmm. He used to do a, a sports show. Really? Yeah. Small world. Very small world after all. Uh, text on the Thorns text line. John here. Can't wait for next week. And the golf scramble and cats football action will be awesome. Hey, last year for the golf scramble, I wore a polo, but I was wondering, could I this year wear a dry fit athletic shirt? Let me know what is the dress code. Well, have a great weekend. Yeah, of course you can, John. Absolutely not. <laughs> For real. Absolutely not. They're a polo only? Golf yeah, course? Elk Run is very They're specific strict? about their dress code. Yeah, you have to wear a polo. Oh, I'm shocked. Yeah. You know, John, most almost every golf polo is dry fit. But, John, we, we had this same discussion with you last year because you wanted to wear a Kentucky jersey, and we told you that just wear a polo over it, and then when you're out on the course, you could take that polo off and wear whatever you want. So if you want to wear an athletic dry fit under your polo and then just rip that polo off as soon as you're out of view of the clubhouse, it's going to be all right. I would just say you could go to Sam's Club or Walmart and you can get a dry fit polo for yeah. like $11. Golf shirts really are all dry fit. Yeah. They're, they're pretty awesome. I'm surprised Elk Run's strict because like it's – Well, this you know, was this is a recent change. Okay. I guess when they got their clubhouse done. They wanted to make it a little bit nicer. A little more up upscale. Yeah, Makes well, sense. I mean, and it does make sense because the course is always in really great shape. So – I guess make a dress code for how the clientele you wanna you wanna bring in, you know. Yeah, I um like the shirt I have on now. It's basically a polo, like a dry fit polo, but it just doesn't have the collar. Yeah, and like I would wear that to a public course in Louisville, but um, they don't care. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad you said something, Scoots. Glad <laughs> you got some clarity for us because I would have just I would have just. Said whatever. Uh, wasn't the Plester the NBA arena for the Sixers? Yeah, it was a long time ago. Also, it's been a while, but I have to include Oscar Robertson and since he's all time greats. That's true. He's, How's he fit in? He's from since or he played for um, the Bearcats and um, 
He's from Indianapolis. I was about to say. Played you, for the Cincinnati we, Bearcats. Cincinnati won national championships there. not claiming him. But I believe he also played for their basketball team, the Royals, before he – because you know him more as a buck maybe, I want to say. Yeah, But he sure. he played for the Cincinnati Royals for a long time back when they had an NBA team. It's just – I you know, it's cool to put Joe Burrow in there now because that is like – I mean, Oscar Robertson was in the 60s. I mean, my dad was a kid <laughs> a long time ago. So – Got to give Roush credit for. Got to give Roush credit for his fall wedding article. I've been invited to one fall wedding this year. The date September twenty third is Roush reported most popular wedding date this year. It really is. There's. I, I mean, I'm. I'm in one. Oh, I thought it was the sixteenth. Twenty third. Um, Kentucky's playing Vandy. Going to miss out on that game. So at least that's not that bad. But I just don't. I don't understand. Maybe house of couples operate differently, Scoots, but I just, there's so many months out of the year you can get married. Mm-hmm. Like, can you not pick a different one? No, I mean, you don't want to do it in the middle of the winter when it's cold, right? Sure. Why not? What else is going on? Gives you a good excuse to do something. And also, if you're doing an outdoor wedding September 23rd, which I think that's probably a reason why it's so popular is because indoor and outdoor venues will be in, in full use. That could be hot as hell, <laughs> right? Still oh, yeah. be pretty toasty in mid-September. Here's a uh, fun fact for you. My manager at the hotel texted it to me yesterday and was he said I should share it on the radio. But So I basically I texted him yesterday uh, just trying to figure out if they needed me at the hotel yesterday or not because it's been pretty slow lately. And I was like, he said, eh, if, if you don't come, we can make do without you. And then he texted me right back, and he was like, by the way, this is the most popular day for call-offs across America. And I tried to call off. Why so? He was, he was thinking uh, maybe parents taking off for kids going back to school or, I don't know, kids are back in school and they just want one more day without them. Yeah, I don't, I don't hmm. have any reason for it, but. That's, I would think it would be more popular before like a three day weekend. So, I mean, I'm sure it falls on a three day weekend every other seven years or whatever, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scoots, um, you got anything else for us before we start our weekend? I do not. No, I'm I'm fresh out of ideas here. I think I'm going to go to the state fair on Sunday. Ooh, isn't it over on Sunday? Yeah. Why on Sunday then? Because I haven't been. Hmm. <laughs> Just, and it's not going to be miserably hot. I just I don't want to mess with all that. Yeah, Sunday is going to be awesome. It, yeah, exactly. Sunday is going to be awesome. So we'll, the, we'll either do that or a pool day for the final weekend of the um, final weekend before things get going with college football. Also, just another reminder that I'll be on the call for Louisville City. If you're looking to listen to some soccer on Saturday night, oh, look it up. Who are they playing? Uh, couldn't tell you. <laughs> so you're gonna have to do some research. Have not delved into any get any sort of game notes at all yet. So yeah, it's could be sketchy. Uh you got this. I'll Scoots. get it done. Yeah. You got this. Well, we're out of here. We're out of here. It's been a fun week. TJ's gonna be back on Monday. It's the freaking weekend. Enjoy week zero of college football. Just a taste, just a little tease of more to come. Next week's a big week. It's game week on Kentucky roll call. Big Exports Radio Golf Scramble. Going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you're with us for every step of the way. He's Justin Kale, and I'm Nick Roush. Enjoy your weekend. Go Cats. Go Krogering. And.
Roll call. Roll call. Now they dropping and yelling. It's a tad bit late. Nate Dogg and Warren G had to regulate.